Thanks for tuning into the Life in the Front Office podcast. I'm your host, Jay Kirschman. Remember to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And thanks to Suja Organic for their support. Remember, you can get 15% off any one-time pack on shop.sujajuice.com with the code LIFO, L-I-F-O. And enjoy today's episode. Welcome to today's episode on the Life in the Front Office podcast presented by Suja Organic. Really excited to be here with our guests today and Ray Austin and my co-host, Andy Dolich. Uh, Ray is the commissioner of the FCF uh, fan-controlled football going on uh, its second and third season. So excited to uh, excited to get to know Ray. But, I, you know, one of the interesting things about our podcast is kind of diving into everybody's career path and journey and Ray's got a really unique one where he's had at least three careers. We'll just put it out there in that sense. Um, but, you know, we'll dive into kind of how they overlay, how one has led to another um, and what, you know, his his passions and interests are and go from there. So, Ray, nonetheless, welcome. Thank you, guys. I'm, I'm uh, excited to be here. Anything that Andy's a part of, that, that, that that's, a, that's an honor to be a part of. So I'll just say that. Well, one thing that we try for every day in FCF is teamwork, leadership, and trust. And the reason that we're all together is really those basic points. Right, Ray? Absolutely. That is, that couldn't, you couldn't have said it any better, Andy. I think that's the thing that we do the most is teamwork. I think that's a, that's a huge definition, not only for me, but you know, how the culture that we're trying to create with uh, FCF. Let's, let's talk about teamwork because it started as a player, right. And, and learning how to be a teammate. And then you kind of got into the acting uh, business as well, where, you know, you've got all sorts of egos and, uh, and roles <laughs> and, and players in that space. We've, uh, we won't, we won't name any names. Right. But um, <laughs> you know, and then you get into, as Andy was talking about FCF with the team culture there, Mm-hmm. How, how has teamwork been at the forefront of everything that you've done thus far? I mean, it, that, that started early with, with football. I, I came from a real good football school in, in uh, Oklahoma. We were the USA Today national champions, uh, and I was a sophomore, so everybody on the team was all seniors that started. Four of us went to uh, – or ten of us went to Division One schools, and four of us went to the NFL. So I saw leadership really, really early in my – in my career, uh, in anything that I did, and I just, I just always had really great coaches. You know, going from uh, Oklahoma to University of Tennessee, uh, being, a, you know, with Coach Former and Lovey Smith as my 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 coaches, and you know, playing with Peyton Manning. I, I bring that up a lot because you know he was such a great leader uh, for our team uh, with others as well. But it, it was it was a culture that we decided to create. Um, within our within our group and it just became my my heartbeat you know it's like you know you can't do things alone you know we had guys like Peyton Manning and Jamal Lewis and Al Wilson and these these all-american great guys but it takes a team you know it takes a team a unit to make something something really special to happen so I, I always understood that I always played a part into this being successful instead of saying it's all on me it's more like let me do the best that I can and bring all my school, my skills and, and tools to this. And, you know, from that, it's, I've been able to uh, create a little bit of success from it. So I think, I, I think I'm gonna keep the blueprint in my back pocket. And, and let's talk about kind of the shift to acting. Like, how do you go from sports to acting? What's the crossover there? And then how has that helped you in your endeavors uh, after that? 
Yeah, I, I think it was the opposite. I think I went from hacking the football, you know, because I was always a kid, like me and my brothers, we were just real creative together. Remember, we were always on punishment, so we were always in the room together. <laughs> <laughs> so we always had, you know, different ideas. And to be honest, I tell I tell everybody this. A lot of people, you know, it's hard to say now, but I put, you know, OJ Simpson, you know, he was a huge, you know, impact for me, like seeing him be a football player and an actor. I was like, oh man, so he can play football and act at the same. Oh, okay. And so I that was one of the reasons why I kind of kept acting kind of always in my back pocket and saying, well, if this whole football thing doesn't work out, maybe I could you know, someday transition into it. And I never knew if I really was going to do it. Um, but once football was over with, I had to hang the cleats up and the lights got turned off uh, in, in the stadiums. And I was back home. I had to figure out what was next for Ray. And, you know, just with the blessing of just getting lost in Chicago, Illinois, downtown, I ran into a, a talent agency and I looked at it and it was just like, it's go time. Let's go. And so I went in and it was so funny. The, 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 the person at the front desk was like, hey, uh, I was like, I want to be an actor and I want to model. She was like, uh, OK, it's Tuesday and Friday. That's when we go. We look at new people. And I was like, well, I'm not going to use Friday. I was like, can I use your bathroom? So I went to, <laughs> so I went to the bathroom and I walked straight up into the agency's office and right in front of the agency and told them who I was and had a conversation and I got signed that day. And it was it was incredible that they even signed me. And literally in the next week, I had my first job. And you know, when I think about acting and, and, and the whole entertainment industry, I take it just like football. I mean, I'm a defensive back for a reason, you know, playing in University of Tennessee, Chicago and New York. I I, I pride myself on being a competitor. And I think I took the acting, you know, uh, career industry a little different. I, I, I love to compete. I love the challenge. I love the win. And I think, you know, when you, you audition all the time, people always say, I always see you on TV. I always see you on TV. I'm like, no, you do not. You don't, you see the jobs I book. You don't see all the jobs that I don't get. And I think that's when people, when you really understand it, you get so many no's. I mean, I get three no's. I got an audition today for a show on Netflix and, you know, I may get it or I may not get it, but I have to have that defense back mindset where I just got beat, but I got this next play that I got to play, you know? And, and that's kind of how I think I've been a little bit more, you know, to me, uh, successful uh, in my career. It, you know, it's been 15 years. I've uh, probably had a longer acting career than I did football and probably a little bit more successful career in, in the entertainment industry, which has been a blessing. And um, I'm just really thrilled to be able to, transition from the sport you know the field and then coming to another career and uh you know and and, and be successful in it right that's a key point in terms of competition we talk about it a lot and people look at sports as competition which it is but if you look at the success level that people have and just in our group at fcf the key is how you move on after you get those no's. There is nobody perfect, whether you're in dance class, the debate club, science projects, you're told no all the time. But a number of people, when they get too many no's, they just shut off. How 
what sort of inner competition light can you talk to the audience about um, that makes sense to you that might transfer to other people? Yeah, so Jake and I are salesmen. Okay, we're in the sports business. We get said no to every day, multiple times. No boohoo, pick up the phone, hit the computer, next. How do you get the next? You know what? One of my favorite quotes is, is iron sharpens iron. I say that all the time. And I, and I use that because I, I, I tend to put myself around the same type of people. And if you think about, like you just said, the FCF team, everybody has these incredible resumes of things that they've done. So it's like when you sit at the table, you're sitting at the table with iron that's going to sharpen you up. And a lot of my, uh, you know, acting friends that I have, we, I chose them. They didn't choose me. I chose them because when I was playing football, I, I didn't, you know, I, I wasn't a guy that was out hanging out or drinking or partying. I found the guys that I knew were going to make it and, and that I, you know, things that I needed. I was, I was real, I was a real cerebral player. I loved to watch film. I wasn't the fastest. I wasn't the strongest. So I had to understand like, okay, who are one of these guys that are fast? Let me go train with him. This guy's strong. Let me go train with him. And then I was able to, you know, hone in their skills to make my skills a little better. And if you think about it, Andy, we're on so many calls. I'm coming from a football background, from an entertainment background, now in an executive background. And I'm probably the one with the least amount of uh, business experience in our company. And that's why I, I pride myself on trying to be on so many different calls, because I have to be able to learn these skills that all these great people have, you know, because again, iron sharpens iron. So I'm going to go to the, the boardroom, you know, the board meetings. I'm going to go to the marketing meetings. I'm going to go to the, the tech meetings and learn about NFTs. And you get to be able to do and become better. You have to put yourself in uncomfortable places. And that's where I have right. learned. I have to go to this. I have to be in these meetings and be comfortable talking and speaking. And so, Everything I'm learning from all these guys and all the people in our company, when I go out, I sound like I'm brilliant. You know, <laughs> regurgitating. Well, yeah, it's like we always, we always talk about get comfortable being uncomfortable. Yeah. And a lot of people never do that. A few uh, points before we get into how did FCF become FCF? First of all, um, I hadn't thought about this, but how does Lovey Smith, a football coach, get the name Lovey? <laughs> that, that, that was one of the most interesting names that I ever heard in the entire time. Uh, but uh, Lovey probably showed me something in football that, that most of my coaches ne- had never done. Um, a lot of my fo- coaches were very aggressive coaches, you know, Taught in a, an aggressive way, which was great. Using I, an occasional f bomb during. Yeah, and, and you need that though. I think I'm gonna the, the sport the way it's it's built. That's sometimes what you need. Yeah. And Lovey showed us a different way of coaching. He was really really patient, and so I love. I, I ended up being able to put that tool in my toolbox, and and so when we're doing a lot of the tryouts and we're around the players, I'm able to kind of use both of those type of skills an aggressive skill for some players and then also that patient skill for others. And, you know, I think that's what I've learned from having coaches like, you know, as far as Bill Parcells and Bill Belichick, and then you put a Lovey Smith in there, you just hone yourself as a, as a player and as a coach to me, you know, go ahead, Jake. 
One one quick question, Ray, because we we had Benny Fowler on, who was on the Broncos, who played with Peyton Manning, who happened to catch, uh, you know, the the winning touchdown. Now, when you played with Peyton, what was the one thing that stood out? And then, second part of the question is, like, you playing on different teams, uh, how do you keep in touch with these people that have come into your life, even though they may not intersect anymore in what yeah. you're doing, but but there's still good relationships you want to have. Absolutely. I, for the first question, number one, I thought the, the thing about Peyton is he is a, a student of the game. And I was I was one of the things that I, I did my senior year and every year, but I was a huge, you know, watching film. I needed to see myself in practice. I needed to see what I did yesterday so I can get better for the next day. I'm always, always watching film of other, other teams we're about to play. That was just my thing. And I used to get there early in the morning and then on the other side of the wall would be Peyton. And I, I would never forget that. And I was like, you know what? Instead of me being over here watching film, why don't I just go over there and watch film with Peyton? And once I started to go over there and watch film with him, I started to understand the offensive side of the game and also how, why and, and, you know, things that I, we would watch one-on-ones. And I'm like, why did you throw that ball on me? And, and when did you think so? And he started to show me why he would attack certain players and, and, and you know, throw the ball at certain times. And it was real educational. And I always remember that, like, you know, what? if you want to be a true pro, you have to be a student of the game. That's the first thing that I learned back in college. Um, but staying in touch, that's the one thing I would tell young athletes, you know, you're, you're in college for four years and then that four years goes by so fast you have no idea and if you if you imagine back in you know Andy our time you know when you were playing in the 1900s and I was in you know college uh, <laughs> we, we didn't have social media you know we you got a hundred I was playing at University of Tennessee I had a hundred thousand people oh you mean we actually talked to each other face to face that kind of social media <laughs> yeah but you have your fans you have a hundred thousand fans you know, screaming your name for four years. You know, now with the way technology is set up, I, I urge all the young athletes, connect with these fans. Connect with as many fans as you possibly can. Network, network, network. And network, when you're done networking, your college, network some more. Your college is your ground foundation of network. So if those people are screaming your name right now for four years, they should still be screaming your name four years after with all the things that you're doing. Just, just imagine all the people that were Tennessee balls that could be involved in, you know, the fan control football league, if they even, you know, knew I was a part of it. That's, that's what I kind of urge for these young people. So Jake, I was just thinking of episode 10 with Ray Austin, because we're not going to get to anything today other than uh, what makes Ray so special and the examples that everybody could take. So two quick ones, Ray. Um, could you, as a talent scout, could you see that Peyton was going to blow up as an actor, as a TV personality? Yes. Could, yes. You, yes. Pick, could you pick Absolutely. that up before it happened? He's the same guy in college. That's the locker room Peyton. So when you see him on, when you see him in the commercials, it's, it's him. It's like, Right. It's not, there's, no, there's no acting. It's the same thing with Marshawn. When we see Marshawn, Marshawn's usually playing himself. No, when know? I saw Marshawn in Oaktown, he is the same Oaktown oh. person right now. No yeah. doubt about it. That's the, 
that's the best roles are the best roles to get. If you can play yourself on TV, you you've made it to me. <laughs> and the the last point before we get into the creation of, of FCF and how you came together with the other founders, um, the energy drink business is multi-billion dollars all over the world. Why isn't there Austin aid? Because you have more energy every day than anybody that I know. And Austin age, Austin aid would blow up. Can you and I talk about that? And Jake, can we roll out that, we I mean, absolutely, we that platform, you know, then it'll be the fourth career as a multi-billionaire uh, pitching Austin aid. Once the once the drink is formed, it'll then be with his NIL athletes and they'll endorse it. You'll be good to go. You're, you're we should set. talk to Jake. Seriously, we should talk to our sponsor, the people that that bring us to the country about Ray. I'm serious because Ray has that inner energy that um, and, and I know a good spokesperson who could do the ads for us, too. And awesome. But absolutely. Okay, so let's go back a few years. Um, Fan-controlled football has been getting a lot of ink these days because the investment, uh, the super duper dome at Pullman Yards, the players. Take us back to when you were first thinking about this, and could you ever imagine when you first had this in your brain and you started talking? to your colleagues that it could be where it is today? So when I came up with this amazing idea, when <laughs> uh, no, I was in Chicago, I was active actually at the time, and uh, I went to a buddy, his, buddy of mine's uh, semi-pro football game. So uh, I'm up in the stands and he's playing, he's got a semi-pro, so he's got his phone with him. So I'm like, I'm sitting in the stands, like watching the game board, and I'm looking at the plays being called, and I'm like, dude, tell the coach to run a sweep. Tell him to run a play action pass. And he never answered me. So <laughs> uh, I went and talked to the players afterwards, you know, because they wanted, wanted me to talk football. And so I just said, you know, I was, and it just hit me. I, it, it, just, it just jumped out of me. And I said, coach, can I get your phone number? And he was like, sure. I said, would you mind the offense still running some plays for me? I was like, coach, could you just run this any defense you want? I went back up into the stands and I just started texting him the plays. I said, run, run your sweep, run a play action pass. And he started to move down the field. And I'm like looking at my phone and I'm watching this and he scores a touchdown and I just stand up and I wave and I go, thank you. And I go home and I'm driving home like, oh my gosh, I think there's something here. I think I've got something. Ray, and can you imagine if we could recreate that NFT? We have, like, that, that has to be part of our 30 for 30. Okay, days. well, you could talk to our geniuses about that, but that just hit me. We got to have Ray standing up. This is where it all started, NFT, bingo. And then, you know, and from I worked on it. I spent a lot of money trying to figure out how to do it. I actually, a friend of mine helped me do a beta test of four pictures that I could send on as, a, as an actual play. And I literally, we did a whole proof of concept. I had people, Lovey Smith, jump onto the, to the uh, actual uh, stream. I had my mother and my, my, my wife's mother at the, at the time was my, my girlfriend, but uh, she was in Ecuador and they were, they were still just, <laughs> and, 
it, it was it was the most amazing day of my life and nothing happened from it afterwards and it sat on the the whole idea sat on the on on the, on the shelf for six six more months and i'm thinking like what do i do what do i do with it and i will tell this to the other young people if you do have an idea even if you don't know what you're doing with it just pick it up every day just pick it up look at it just pick it up move it over here just pick it up and at least because it's still in your head in your mind you're not you're not forgetting about it and one day I had a, I have a, a lunch with my buddy, Tony Paris, played for the Chicago Bears. I was behind him. He was my, I was his backup for years. Guys were freaking specimen. Uh, we're having uh, drinks and he's like, he's like, man, what, what are you working on? I'm like, I'm not gonna tell him. I'm not gonna tell Tony because Tony's analytical. He's a very analytical player. And I was just like, I don't want to do it. And I tell him and he's like, man, Ray, that is a stupid idea. And I'm like, what? And he just started telling me like why it wouldn't work and how what why it didn't make any sense. And again, I tell everybody this: Tony Parrish was my oracle. If I was Morpheus, he was my oracle. He told me everything I needed to hear. So I started to work on it even more. Tony went to Vegas and ran into this guy named uh, Slowrod Faruqi. And he was a CEO of an indoor football team at the time. And so Rob goes, he go, Tony calls me and it's like, hey, man, I want to introduce you to somebody because he's thinking of the same idea as you. And I'm just like, oh, somebody else is thinking about this? And, I, and he was like, yeah, he owns a football team. I was like, he owns a football team. I'm like, oh, it's over. Like, I've got something and somebody's already going to do it. And he's got money too? Oh, okay. Oh, I didn't know what to do. And he said, no, nah, he wants to meet you. And, and I'm like, no, nah, you know what? Just that, that pride in yourself and that, you know, nope, I'm going to do this on my own. I can do it on my own. <laughs> I don't need anybody to help me to do this. And my wife was like, what's it going to hurt? Why, why just go, just, just what's it going to hurt? Flew up there and- She is one, <laughs> smart, she is one smart person, one right? Smart woman, man. That's why Put I'm your there. ego aside Put your ego and, aside. and go meet this person. And she said, and, and it was like, we were like meeting him, Patrick and Grant was like a bad joke. It was like three geeks and a black guy walked in a club. <laughs> and we come out eight years later with $40 million. So <laughs> I think I think it made sense to, you know, come Yeah, together. like when I show this to people, I go like, what's that? What do you guys do? Like, um, yeah. That's the thing about it, Andy. It's like, do you want to be in a corner by yourself holding on to a, a, a dream or do you want to be a part of a team and build something amazing? And I think that is where everybody is. It's like, I don't need to be the star. I, I played at University of Tennessee when there were way more stars than me. I was a fifth round draft pick. There were first round draft picks all walking those campuses every day. But you had to understand that you play a role. And once you understand that, that's when you start to create like yeah magic. well go go back to a the ramp up to the screaming eagles then COVID hits then there were months or years that nobody got paid a penny and yeah. the core group hung together yeah. which really showed me something having been in a lot of places where people would have said bye see you yeah. later that was, okay. a, that was the thing right there for me. And you just hit, hit it, Andy. It, it, that was the point for when I knew we had something, when people wanted to stay and help and we, well, we didn't have, we just didn't have. And then I, and, that, and that's when I had the ultimate respect for SOAR 
um, you know, for some of the sacrifices he had to do. And, and again, if you want to be the team leader, you got to do those types of things. And he proved that to us. And I think with the other founders, you know, I think what we do really well is we, in this entire group, we pivot really, really well. And I think in business, that's something that you have to do. It has to be a part of your core. And I think we always had that. We had made some mistakes down the road with the Salt Lake Screaming Eagles. Like we, 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 that was, that was the best proof of concept because we were able to see what we were able to create, you know, with a shoestring budget. And it at was the first game, at the first game of the Screaming Eagles, what was going through your heart and soul when you I started? To, I just wanted the app work. I just was like, man, can I, can, can the, all these people call a play and that play is actually ran. And that's all I really wanted. And then when the, when that actually happened, we fumbled the ball. And I was like, <laughs> the first three possessions that we had, it was like a fumble, three and out, and an interception. It was just like, this is gonna, this is gonna, this is gonna end horribly. And then when we finally scored the touchdown and the, you know, the, the fans ran onto the field, we playing that. We were like, we scored a touchdown, everybody's running on the field, you know? And when you see all these, we have this video of these fans just running onto the field, scoring their first touchdown. And we're all, like the other players on the other team are like, what the hell's going on? What is there? And then they, 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 they destroyed us. They, 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 they whipped our ass. It was bad. It was, it was, but it was great. It was, it, it was a win for us. Jake, bring us home. Right. The one, as I'm listening to you talk about kind of the evolution of all of this, right. And, and, and where it's going, there'll be, there'll continue to be more pivots as you're talking about. There already are. Yeah. What's, what's the one thing you'd want people to understand about FCF uh, and, and where it's going and if, you know, if you're interested in getting involved, if you're interested in watching, being a fan, calling a play, whatever it might be, like, what do they need to know? That's a great question. And because, and I'm pretty sure, sure Andy has these same questions asked to him, like, man, I, you know, I love your football league. And I say this all the time, well, we're not a football league. It's, we, we're, we're an entertainment and we're a media company. You know, we are, there is a community that we are creating. The football is one, that's one part. Calling plays is one part. Right. <laughs> exactly. We're trying to create communities that people are tired. People are tired of how sports have been ran. They have no say-so. They don't have any say-so from the executive side to the sports side to the, to the, the way the teams look, the way they, whether we are trying to bring all those people and their skills we, we have people making logos for us. We have people making content for us. We, have, we want to make our platform a place where people can come in and show their skill and help us build this league. We're not hiring professionals to come, like all these professionals to come in and, and this, this company's doing the marketing, this company's doing the, hey, fan, you know stats? We're going to hire you. Hey, I, you I got another name. It just popped. I'm sure we've used it. FCF. Fan community football because you hit it. It's a community. It's a community. Right? It's, it's a, a community. We got we got we got people in Australia drawing logos on on walls doing graffiti. Yes, it's against the law, but who cares? We got people <laughs> making stitch hats with with our logos and pictures on them. Like we got people making music. We got people, you know, little kids wearing our. We got fans flying in to the tryouts, scouting. Like 
that and, and and that's the thing that we've done, Andy. We've we've taken that wall and broken that wall down from you know, here's the executives. We've got the co-founders on the field talking to fans, we've got the GMs and you know what I'm saying? And it it's a it's a it's a community and it's a family. It's a well, here's here's one factor. I, about six or eight months ago, I said, oh, I need more business cards. And Soros said, we don't have business cards. And, and that was the right answer. We don't know. What do we need business cards for? That's it. And and, and, we, and that's just like with, with our titles. Our titles are, it's something just to call. Everybody. I don't know. I've had four titles already and I'm the right. way to five. I don't care. Except for me. Everybody say, except for me. Kamish. He's the Kamish. When, yeah, when the players call me coach, I make them do 10, 10 push-ups on the dot right there every time. You know, I say, hey, man, I love all my coaches, but I work too damn hard to, to be this commish. So call it what it is. And it's, 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 a, it's a great way of us creating, you know. So, Ray, uh, as, as we come to the close, uh, give us the highlights of season 2.0 that fans can look forward to and make sure you go to fcf.io to find out all the stuff that we didn't get to today. I'll say this, if you guys were uh, the fans that were excited about the players last year, they're going to be really excited about the players this year. Um, once if, if you, if the fans get a chance to make it down to our games and come to our facility, it is rock star status it is i can't wait for people to see it i can't wait for my friends and family come and see it i can't um, wait to come down at the end of the month it's gonna be amazing and just the other you know all the new people that we're adding to what we're doing you know the tiki barbers the ronde barbers jamal anderson 888 you know dj ioki you know even the old people from quavos and the marshans and like that like we are we are going to create a sports party and have a good time and every time you know Every week at Saturday, we want to be the place to be, um, whether you're in Atlanta or sitting in front of your computer. I'm, I'm super excited to just have this global experience and, you know, do it all together with NBC, Peacock, The Zone. We'll have 250 channels all over the world and people knowing about the FCF, man. So I'm, I'm, I can't tell you how excited I am, for real. Ray, it sounds like you uh, you got your hands full and a fourth career is not on the, on the radar anytime soon. So, uh, you know, really appreciate you sharing the insights and the perspectives around not only your journey, your story, uh, kind of what makes you, you. And uh, I think Austin Abe will be coming to market here soon. We'll, we'll get yeah. on that. Um, but again, fcf.io to kind of pay attention to season 2.0, as Andy was mentioning. And um, lots to come. Excited to see where it all goes. Oh, Ray, one more thing. At your audition later today, if there's a role for a matinee idol, cynically sarcastic, white-haired kind of dude, uh, can you throw me some love on that? <laughs> Absolutely. I'll, I'll, I'll look at the script and see if there's a role. All right. Ray, Andy, thank you Andy's, very much. Andy's looking for his fourth career. That's, see, that's the plug right there. <laughs> uh, uh, keep that energy going, Ray. Thanks for joining us today. And uh, we'll, we'll move forward in 2.0 of FCF. Thanks right. to the commissioner, Ray Austin. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. 
Thanks for listening to the Life in the Front Office podcast presented by Suja Organic. Remember, you can get 15% off any one-time pack on shop.sujajuice.com with the code LIFO, L-I-F-O. And remember, if you like this episode or you like the Life in the Front Office podcast, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Really appreciate you tuning in and stay tuned for the next one.